Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. And I'm Jacob. This is episode 181, and today we're talking Ferrari, plus some other things we've been watching. How's it going? You know, I've been really into cooking lately. I have a 30-minute story to tell you about, actually. (laughs) What did I just say? (laughs) We don't need to rush, but... uh, (laughs) No whetstone stories, no cooking stories. <laughs> no, I don't have much. I don't have anything. <laughs> okay. But but you have been into cooking lately, or was yeah, that also yeah. a bit? No, that, that is a true thing, but I don't really need to talk about it. Just <laughs> been really into cooking lately. The end. Someone cooked here. <laughs> you would have something for that. Yeah, always. <laughs> Gotta drop for everything. Question is, am I on top of it? Half the time? No. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, huge update. Jacob has yep. uh, decided to eat normal food. He's gone off the Soylent diet. Yeah, <laughs> the Soylent. I just like recently remembered, I was like, damn, I was vegetarian for a year. <laughs> yeah, you Vegetarian were. for a year. What a terrible life decision that was. But, <laughs> you know, COVID did things. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Um, Not much for me right now. I can say I'm getting ready to go on a ski trip up uh, up North Michigan. And you have been skiing before. I skied for the first time last year, and And it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun, but it was it was a little too easy. And now we're going to a more advanced. Well, hopefully, they (laughs) because of the weather. I don't know what courses or you know routes. Yeah, yeah. There's not been much snow. Yeah, it's been bad, but obviously they will have Fake artificial snow, snow <laughs> and hopefully they can, uh, hopefully they open up some, some of the, so you're going to do some double black diamond or yeah, yeah, easily <laughs> in my sleep. Yep. Take a video, post it on the Instagram. So got check that out. But, um, yeah, I have not gone yet. Just getting ready to go. So that will be for next episode. If we I were, to- I really want to go snowboarding, but yeah, I'm debating between skiing sometime and snowboarding because I don't want to spend the whole time on my ass like learning yeah, the, the, snowboard. I want to. Yeah, spend I know skiing is a that. little bit easier for beginners, yes. but I don't know. I just always want. To, I've re, I've been skiing. I probably talked about last time you talked about this, but mm. yeah, I do want to go snowboarding. And I've been like, obviously, there's mountains around me now, so I'm like looking, but there's been no fucking snow, so. <laughs> It's like, yeah. well, yeah. the temperature finally dropped. It's like, as soon as the new year hit, temperature started dropping. So I don't know Not here. <laughs> well, yeah, here, maybe it's coming your way. Maybe we'll have some soon, but, um, yeah, I mean, from what I know, these, these resort places and mountains just make it themselves if they yep. don't get it. So. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, go over that next episode. Um, there's nothing else. Let's get into our featured beer. Yeah. All right, so we have Cowabunga, <laughs> Cowabunga Cove. <laughs> no, it's called Brewabunga. Brew, well, full title Brewabunga Cove, uh, from Boulevard Brewing Company, which is a imperial slash double white slash golden stout. Coming in at eight percent ABV, fifteen IBUs. Um, let's see. All right. Details read, what a rush. 
Sometimes a good cold brew coffee is like a plunge into a cool, refreshing pool, completely waking you up and leaving you feeling renewed. Using coffee extraction methods similar to your favorite cold caffeinated treat, this beer has bright notes of coffee aroma and flavor, Uh accentuated by hazelnut with a light, sweet hazelnut. Uh, Is that bad for you? (laughs) No, I thought you love hazelnut. I do love hazelnut. Yeah, so I thought you'd be excited about it. Uh Uh-oh. It was like a sarcastic uh-oh. No, it was like a uh-oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, even this, uh, okay, here we go. We got hops, malt, adjuncts. Uh, magnum hops. Oh, yeah. Pure malt, pale malt, oats, and wheat. Uh, Hammerhand coffee, hazelnut flavor, and vanilla flavor. So this sounds delicious. It's a pretty good score, too. Pretty good, yeah. Not as high as I would expect, but is that the hazelnut? Is that because some people don't even like coffee? Where? Why isn't this above a four? It's a three eight That's nine. That's true. Especially with the eight percent too. Like I know, yeah, it's got the ABV bump. It's got the stout bump. Boulevard, I think, is pretty reputable. They have a three seven eight average, but they have some big. I can. I can. Boulevard is accessible. Actually, it is a double white gold, so it's not really a stout. Maybe that's where what hurt it. <laughs> that could be expectations, but it is. I mean, in the untapped Ooh, cocoa description, it says yeah. stout. It's everything I like. So what's up with that? Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> it does say stout down here, but up. It says stout I can, with it says stout. and caramel color. It does say stout, but then it says imperial double white golden. <laughs> so, well, I don't know what that means. It's a lot. The, and the can says imperial golden cold brew, but yeah, what, I mean that's not. What are you? Not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it does. Okay, in the pink bar by the barcode, it does say in white lettering stout. With natural flavors. I just, I just read that. Oh. You think I listen to what you say? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Holy shit. So I guess it's a stout. Uh, there you go. That's why it says stout on it. I'm glad I figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's uh, five steps I'm on ahead. top of it. <laughs> All right. Ready to try it? Yeah. Well, it is not dark. <laughs> no. So, are you even on the untapped page? All the pictures are look I like. Look at the picture. You think I scroll down that far? I don't want to be spoiled by the color. <laughs> I want my reaction to be real. So, are like white stouts actual stouts? We need Joshua here <laughs> to explain. Um. That. Well, I would assume so. It's in the name, right? Like, what makes it a stout, then? Hmm. Because, like, I know Dragon's Milk has the, like, white version of it. Right. It does smell like a stout, though. Very little head. I don't know about you, but mine hmm. disappeared yeah, almost no, I didn't immediately. Have any head. <laughs> Same, I don't have any head. It doesn't look flat or anything, though. It says often, often what's attributed to a stout is the 
barley or so the malt used black and roasted malts um which usually give it its dark and roasty bitter flavor oh so it probably didn't do that (laughs) right so what yeah i mean dark roasted malted barley well and it doesn't say it used that it used wheat so and oats (laughs) wheat oats malt or cara pale oats okay i don't fucking know and name only who the fuck cares (laughs) on top of it as i said (laughs) right there all right well have you tasted it i think it's i have it is good it is a little flat (laughs) yep a little flat I can see the rating now. I can see why mm. everyone came to that rating. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's good, not great. I honestly think it's because they went for the golden or white stout, whatever you want to fucking call it. Like, if this was just a stout, I bet it's better. Like, give it that roasty flavor, that chocolate. Like, well, because like yeah, this has cocoa then, nibs, but it's kind of light. That's every. Then you're just following suit with every stout you're true it's true it's true but <laughs> i mean every stout is like coffee cocoa nibs some vanilla not every stout is the cocoa nibs come on only I mean, the best every, ones like, have you know <laughs> i want like is it bad that i want this to just taste like pirate bomb you know like is it bad i don't know <laughs> <laughs> can't make that this is good i think this as far as like the i've only had a couple of these maybe this is only my second one of this style of stout and they both are good but like worse than their counterparts what was that other one um it was on tap at uh uh bonefish grill bone island grill (laughs) bonefish grill um do you remember that it was like the dude, I Not think it was called all. the dude or something. Could be. Was did a, I, was, was did I have student. it? I don't remember this. I mean, I don't think we were together, but Josh always hyped it up, so I thought you might have. Maybe. I've had a lot of beers. <laughs> I've had two other white slash golden stouts. And what did you think? <laughs> uh, I liked them both quite a bit. But oh, well. Both, I would say, are better than this based off my ratings. So, <laughs> or maybe you've just that? changed. Maybe, maybe. Well, one wasn't that long ago, so maybe I feel you like haven't changed. Is <laughs> maybe true. this is just not that great. <laughs> the one I can't even remember, Con- Conflux City. That might have been at like a festival or yep, something. I have had two, and I can tell you what the other one was. It was Dragon's Milk White, like I talked about. Oh, I haven't, see, I haven't even had that. Then. Oh, no, that's not true. I had Cinnamon Prost. Prost? Actually, I love that one, apparently, so maybe that you can do them right. Oh, wait, here we go. There's Oh, there's another one. Imperial Double White Golden and then White Golden. Oops, I didn't have that one checked off. So it was The Dude. It's called The Dude. I fucking nailed it. And you did From Wolverine. It. You oh, never had that? Oh, I haven't. Apparently, I've only had two. Dragon's Milk White. Simon Prost, and now this is the third one. 
Yeah. So the dude is the only other Imperial double white I've had. But then I've never had an Imperial. This is the first Imperial double white Mm, I've had. Okay. Um. Anyway, back to (laughs) back to the beer. It tastes. I mean, it tastes like what you expect, but just not as deep of a flavor as like. I feel like the roastiness they kind of like cut out of this. It tastes like coffee. Eight percent doesn't by itself. Like sweet, but this is super crushable because it's not super dense or like yeah. flavorful or anything like and it's flat so like you could drink it really fast kind of tastes like coffee uh it definitely has the other adjuncts in there but yeah it, this would be dangerous to drink a lot of yeah maybe that's what they were going for it is called Bunga, so they maybe. like expecting to drink this on the beach or something <laughs> yeah yeah i just want some more flavor for sure yeah it's just it's not the depth's not there, but like it's good. It's good. I'm going. I'm between a three and a three two five. I'm giving three two five. <laughs> All right, I can justify that. Okay, anything else on Bruabunga Cove? Nope. All right, let's move on to our featured review which as mentioned before is Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari is written by Troy Kennedy Martin based on the book, uh, the autobiographical book Enzo Ferrari written by Brock Yates Uh, directed by Michael Mann. It stars Adam driver, Shailene Woodley, uh, Penelope Cruz and Patrick Dempsey. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Cast is all over the place. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, set in the summer of 1957 with Enzo Ferrari's auto empire in crisis, the ex-racer turned entrepreneur pushes himself and his drivers to the edge as they launch into the the Millimilia, a treacherous (laughs) 1,000-mile race across Italy. What did you think of Ferrari? I thought it was fine. Honestly... It's kind of weird to say, and like I do think this is like better cinematically than like Gran Turismo. But honestly, mm-hmm. my enjoyment of it was almost along the same lines as Gran Turismo. It just it, it felt kind of lost in its identity. Whether it wanted just to tell the story of like Ferrari, and but I feel like the race scenes were a big part of it, especially near the end. But I felt like they were so disconnected from like the storyline mm-hmm. of the main like the main storyline that it just felt like disjointed. Uh, and I don't feel like they were that intense. I don't know if that was just me. Like, honestly, I thought the Gran Turismo ones were really well done and pretty intense, but like, I don't know what it was about this one. Maybe it was because it felt so disjointed from the actual storyline, main storyline. And they were kind of far apart, the racing scenes that I just did not at all feel the intensity of the race and maybe it's because it was also a thousand mile race and like it's so cut up and long and sprawling and like slows down speeds up that it just i don't know what it was but like i thought the racing part was pretty lackluster in comparison and then the story itself honestly wasn't that interesting like i just don't it there wasn't as much drama as you would expect from these kind of movies, like there's so many now, House of Gucci, whatever, like YSL has one, all these rich 
Italian and French people get their movies. And it's just like, I didn't really learn much about Ferrari and it wasn't like, maybe he just doesn't have that interesting a story. (laughs) And then the racing was like, not bad, but just didn't speak to me or give me the feelings (laughs) that made it that interesting. I thought, I mean, overall the acting was good. I thought it looked pretty good, but other than that, it just was not that interesting. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things (laughs) I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. (laughs) Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Well, Jacob, you love this movie. (laughs) Wanted it last week. Yeah, finally have to to get off the same wavelength. And we are here. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't say I loved it. That's a stretch, but fine. I went into this with those expectations. So maybe it was like a managing of expectations. But when I saw the trailer a couple times before seeing this, I thought it was going to be like a house of Gucci. It looked super like corny and I don't know, almost like tacky, if that's the right word. It just looked like it was going for something similar. And I thought it was pretty great by the end of it. Um, I do want to say I did like it more than House of Gucci. Okay, well, that's good. (laughs) Uh, Not hard to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I... liked like all the things that you not opposite of everything but i didn't know anything about ferrari and i walked away feeling like i learned quite a bit him being an ex-racer i mean i literally knew nothing uh me either <laughs> you know the loss of his son uh living this double life sticking to his guns when it came when it came to running the business and like what it meant to him just all these things you know character traits or whatever uh, that I learned about him as a person. And I do feel like now I don't have Gran Turismo to compare this to. So (laughs) sorry, but, uh, I thought the race scenes and anything where it was like the cars was shot, like amazing. Really? I loved all of that stuff, but I do have a problem with the last race and I want to get into that in spoilers, but I'm, I'm with you. There is something about it that I, I definitely have a problem with. And some of that actually comes from like just the fact that it's a true story and they had to stick to the, just the facts. Um, I don't know what was fully, you know, embellished or not, but they could have went a route for the, like the race that was like, just threw that away. And it would have made it much more tense if you, if you are picking up what I'm putting down and we're going to do in spoilers, but yeah, there was some tensity that was lost in in that race, which whatever, it's fine. They had to tell tell the story how it how it happened. Um yeah, I don't know. I I I did like most of the performances. I do find it weird that I don't know how many Italians or Italian Americans are in this movie, but almost everybody in the main cast is uh we got two Americans a uh, Spanish actress. You know, I do uh, want to respect that they didn't accent though. Like I can't even talk shit because 
Yeah. Like I had that problem with Napoleon. It's like, okay, some people have French accents, some people don't, but they're all French. It's like, you know, they all went for the Italian accent. So like, yes, it just, if you're going to do it in English, that's the way to do it for me. Yeah. And I think for the most part, they all, it was fine. Hold yeah. it off. I think Shailene Woodley is, she was, was she supposed to be Italian? probably the weakest? Okay. Um, I think if so. so, like hers w- was like, yeah, pretty bad, but everyone else solid. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good for, you know, what I guess maintaining that and maintaining it at the same level, I feel like is, is the hard part. Cause a lot of people mm-hmm. slip in and out of accents, especially in yeah certain words and long, yeah. Di- yeah. Words and long dialogue scenes. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly it worked pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I liked like technically there was a lot of aspects I liked, uh, my boy Daniel Pemberton did the score. We got Fincher's new cinematographer shooting it. That's why I, I mean, I really think there it looked pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it looked it just looked good cinematic for the most like, part. But yeah, it was like I so, just don't think the races <laughs> they okay. built the intensity right. Well, yeah, but Jacob, it's I've just seen better like fifty Ford V Ferrari, right? Like. Um, I thought that yeah, I was way that. more intense and like, I haven't seen that. So. Well done. Now I've seen like a few racing movies in modern t- times. And like, I just felt like something was off in the intensity in this one. But that's after this movie too. You're in the fifties. You like, this is like early supercars, right? Like early racing. Cars. They have to make these cars look like they're going really fast. To have yeah. When they're probably yeah, I mean, not, like, it's yeah. not that intense, but like, <laughs> they're like, they're going like, like 80. They made it. Yeah. And like, dude, some of the stuff that happens, like, yeah that was cool crashes and i know what you're talking about yeah like that (laughs) that i love that that was in it i'm like fuck (laughs) oh yeah that took me by surprise that yeah like that was pretty gnarly even yeah like the first one new driver yeah yeah like i'm like shit like those are like insanely dark Mm -hmm. compared to what i felt the rest of the movie was uh yeah i mean i feel like the whole thing is it's dark but i mean like it's like very yeah. violent. Yeah. I I do. I like the, I feel like there is like a thematic through line too of like death always being, or like you never know when, you know, that time is. And he lost a son at an early age just because of like sickness. There wasn't anything he could do. Like they, the, their job and careers, it could happen at any moment. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I like that, that stuff. And, yeah, him and his him and his wife's relationship, I feel like, is super complex. And then he, he's juggling this this second life of who she wants to like step into that role, but she can't fully. And then he has a son who can't, won't even like he can't even acknowledge him by giving him his name yet. I, I I thought the relationships were complex and interesting. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I bought into it. I maybe again, maybe it was a managing of expectations thing maybe you weren't in the right mood or maybe I was maybe. in the perfect mood, but <laughs> I, I guess I've I just seen like really liking it quite a bit of these like rich companies, like founders stories. And like this one and like you get a certain feeling you're expecting from them, but this one was pretty tame, which maybe is a good thing. Like it's a more realistic seeming story, but it just seemed like kind of tame compared to some of the other stories of these people <laughs> that you've heard of. I like mean, companies you've heard of like uh, Yves Saint Laurent 
had that movie I thought was a bit more intense than this or like a well, Steve Jobs I guess <laughs> I do like I like Steve Jobs that I mean I like that movie more but I think that's just like a more interesting structure that's yeah I'm just saying like honestly like overall this was pretty unproblematic in the drama like yeah it was interesting like the juggling aspect of the second family stuff but the way everyone ended up being about it like everyone just seemed kind of like accepting and cool and like what it doesn't seem like what (laughs) accepting and cool the wife like yeah, she doesn't want to accept him. the son, but like she didn't and bankrupt she, him. She did it on she did it. Well, to I know help she him. did it. It, yeah. they, it was kind of like a kind of like a uh pull the rug under from from under you because they say that and then that's not actually what happens. She saves him, but like that's the part that like you never know like it doesn't seem like it's the happy ending. Like she she had to make that like I feel like that was a hard decision that she had to make and she's like, didn't give in to, you know, just giving him what he wanted. She, you know, maintained her independence in that way. Yeah. I liked her as a character. I'm just like, I guess for Ferrari himself, I don't feel a lot of like change or growth or anything. It's just like, he just is how he is. Like, fuck everyone else. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't know if there's, I don't view him as like bad or evil though. Like, uh, is that what it's saying? I feel like there's, I think the movie kind of portrays it in that way. Cause he obviously like he sleeps around a lot. Like we learned that from his wife and he is in this other relationship or whatever. But the whole time in this setting, he only is with one of the two. And yeah, that's yeah. like, you could say that's wrong. I mean, and- Honestly, I don't even care. Like, that's fine because she said, like, I'm okay with it, basically. Right. But it's right. just like. But I don't think uh, there's supposed to be a change, like this big arc with him. Because yeah. I don't feel like he is at that point or that's what it's supposed to be. I think it's just we're supposed to learn more about him. Maybe. At that moment. That's fair. It, like, the stuff with his, like, he seems like a good dad with his, the kid that he has, the young one. He in the in the big uh, blow up scene with him and Penelope Cruz, we learned that like he did everything he could to help his uh, his dead son. Yeah, he's like honestly seems to care about his dead son. Like he goes to every morning, right, every and day, yeah. flowers. Like <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't think that it's like I don't think it's painting him as a villain, and he's supposed to no. have this, like big art. But I, I meant like more with be... how he thought about like I don't know the life that <laughs> he was kind of part of ending um like yeah there is like like a care like a ruthlessness to it but i also think so yeah i mean sure we could agree on that but he was an ex-racer so yeah so he knows that like you you expect to die in this sport yeah he's kind of like saying like well if you don't want this then like don't even accept it in the first place because this is what i expect these are my expectations so yeah, that's it's kind of well, okay, here uh, now you forgot about this. He's the one that steps up and wants to give the family the money. He's like we owe them this. And she thinks she he's just like sleeping around or whatever, but he actually only just cares to take care of the family after he dies. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, on, what Jacob. was it? Come around. 
Hemingway was the one who said what, like the only three real sports are rock climbing, bullfighting, and motor racing or something like that. Don't fucking <laughs> ask me. What I, mean. I don't know. <laughs> because you can die from it. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, technically you die doing a lot of sports, but anyway, yeah. I get well, I get what those you're are saying. dangerous I sports. I get by nature. <laughs> Not really anymore, let's be honest. Like maybe bullfighting, but the other two really aren't that dangerous anymore. Yeah. Um okay, any other general thoughts? No. I do have a <clears throat> this is non-spoiler. I have a question. In the in the mass scene, this is early when the Maserati comes to oh, town. Oh, the clicking time thing. How the fuck are they timing the cars at mass? Uh, okay. I, I was so like <laughs> this is where I was at with that scene. I thought it was a failure of an artistic scene to show them being so thinking about the track that it's like a visual visual representation of them but they're actually not doing it but like the way it was filmed and presented it looked like they were actually timing it and i'm just hey, like is this meant to be actually happening but didn't they walk out stuff. of yeah didn't they, didn't they walk out of the church knowing i don't know time? that's why i was I confused think someone, i think someone yeah. walked out and said it was whatever one point i don't know doesn't matter yeah but i thought they were talking about the other people being faster and he's like we'll beat that and it wasn't about like they were time because i feel like they were trying to time like how they're going to beat the time that was being beaten by whoever else it was (sighs) i was so confused by that scene i thought it Honestly, it was pretty bad. Like, I kind of like the visual of it, but it made no sense, especially considering the rest of the movie didn't try to be that abstract. So it made me think that they were actually timing nothingness together in uh, and during mass. And because, like, it didn't do that again anywhere else. So I was ve- I'm very confused right now even about what the- actually happened. Think for one fucking second. Uh, yeah, I immediately took down the nose. Like, I don't know how they're doing this. Uh, is there an explanation? But I mean, I like where your head's at as a, uh, you know, representation type of thing. Maybe that would <laughs> come together on a rewatch. But, um, yeah, for right now. Yeah. Cause like, re- but like it never does like, that again. So then you can only think of it as being like it actually happened. But like, true. That yeah. doesn't make any sense because how would they time? They're just sitting there and they're like, "Okay, he must have started now. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. done. <laughs> Click it again." Like, uh, and that's another thing I'll say about I, I guess on the same train as a rewatch. This needs a rewatch with subtitles. I got most of it. Well, I mean, I'll say all of it. Like, I understood everything that's happening in the movie, but I feel like I lost some quips and dialogue just through how thick some of the people were putting accents. <laughs> putting on their Italian accents. Putting on their accents, yeah. So, definitely needs a rewatch with subtitles for me. Um, okay, spoilers. The end, the Milli, 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 or I don't, even, I don't really know how to pronounce it. It sounds like they say Milli, Milli, though, in the movie. <laughs> I, I um, believe it. Yeah, in terms of like the tension of it and everything... I did find it very weird when um, Maserati had like lost their, you know, only other car or their driver. And they or whatever. stop and pick him up and like. <laughs> well, that wasn't weird, but it's just weird. It's like, oh, okay, Ferrari like 
they've won the race. All they have to do is pretty much cross the finish line safely. And then you get the scene, the scene, um, which, which was great. It was, Uh, but yeah, that like immediately took all tension out of that race because this whole time it's building up to Maserati versus Ferrari. Like even Ford v Ferrari is super intense and like does that better. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. But that's like, yeah, all that stuff is more in the future on the closed track, you know, going for like, it's not very far in the future though. Okay, yeah, not very far, but because like Ford was out in talks to buy Ferrari in this movie. And when that failed and Fiat by them, then yeah. Ford ended up making the GT. So it was like not too far out. Here. No, true. That's why this would be a great double build. Uh, mm-hmm. An interesting fact. Well, you, you've watched it. I don't know. Who does Christian Bale play in Ford v Ferrari? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> oh, but he drives so for, long ago. He drives for Ferrari, not for Ford sure i don't remember anything from the movie except the racing scene oh yeah but you're talking about it like oh it did this better yeah because that's how much it stuck with me okay anyway just an interesting factoid christian bale was supposed to play enzo ferrari when this movie first got announced and this movie has been in the works i don't know if you knew this but the writer of this movie is dead he died like (laughs) a long time ago too uh troy kennedy martin died in 2009 and he's the only writing credit on this what movie. What the fuck? Why did yeah, it take so long? In, in production for a long time. Uh, it was Christian Bale was set to play Enzo Ferrari first, and then Hugh Jackman, and then Adam Driver. So I'm kind of glad it was Adam Driver. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I mean, Christian Bale. I mean, Christian Bale would have been good too, but Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I don't know about. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, and then the second thing about the race, the end race, I. I know that, again, it's probably sticking to the true story, but I hated how similar the cars looked and, like, why is Maserati and Ferrari, like, both just, like, red sports cars? I thought some of that stuff was very hard to follow. Who was who? Yeah, except for the million times they showed the Maserati. Yeah, the logo from the front. But (laughs) any other shot, I'm like, who is this? Who just crashed? Like, what? And plus, like, those ones were, like, all the Ferrari ones were so far ahead in that one Maserati. I'm just like, this race feels so non-consequential. <laughs> yeah, because like, we're passing, like... They Mercedes passed all the like, other, like, super wait, they, slow, like... <laughs> like, the other yeah, cars they're... look like fucking Model Ts driving down. And then you yeah, have, like, like, the Ferrari sports cars. cars super cars. I'm just like, what is this, like, race? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It didn't it didn't really feel like there was any other competition besides those two. And so that also leads to like But even the rivalry no with like when... Maserati did like I don't feel like was built up like that deeply for me to care that much. And I felt like it was meant to like matter more. And like honestly, I didn't know why it mattered so much. But Yeah. I mean, <laughs> from the very beginning, that's I mean, that's kind of the story that you follow is like Maserati is looking to dethrone. Ferrari. Yeah. So I feel like it. I think like it's a big enough, a big enough angle. And yeah, I don't know. I guess the race just didn't feel like it mattered that much more than like I was really confused the when, there was, when there was the first race before the million million. I was like, wait, was that the race that we just it already ended? I was like, why is he watching it on TV? Or I was so confused. And then. Like, yeah, that was another. Yeah. When it kept kind of different scenes where he was like, how long do you have? I have an hour. And then like 
what hour for what though? Like I was so confused. Like it does feel like part. there was some of this left. Like if there was a director's cut of this, it probably would be a little bit longer and a little bit better. Yeah. Just that um, whole like, like race editing, really dragged it you know. down. Like overall, I thought the movie was not that bad, but like that final race and like that, like was so like badly <laughs> cut and timed and paced and like not like not that intense except for you know the scene which was awesome but yeah yeah and like even the end how it ended like i it was just from then that race start like to the end was just kind of except for the moment with him and his wife was just kind of like i don't really get it Hmm. i wouldn't go that far but i agree there are some moments that feel like this should have been longer and it was like cut out or some weird editing. I will say that though, like I don't at all felt like, I feel like this was like boring. I was totally like interested the whole time watching it. (laughs) I never felt like bored or like, when is this going to end? Like I was into it the whole time. So that's something too. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. I don't have too much else to say. What about you? No. Uh, let's rate it out of five stars. What are you going to give Ferrari? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> All the build up for that. I told you I liked it more in House of Gucci. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm at a four. So we're not too far off. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just, mm. like, <laughs> by how much skill I felt like it was technically done and how much like I enjoyed it overall. I just felt like it was kind of flat in the end. Didn't stick the landing and the racing scenes weren't that intense, except for, you know, the guy getting, we didn't say it explicitly, but the guy getting split in half and shit. That was awesome. And all the kids dying. I'm like, yeah, Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah I love when those kids died. Yeah. I was going to say Kyle loves this movie now. <laughs> no. Yeah. I thought we were going to be farther apart at, uh, at first, but no, I didn't hate it at all. It was better than House of Gucci. And I I mean, I didn't dislike House of Gucci. Yeah, same. I'm with you. Okay, let's get into some nano reviews. I have at least one. Let me double check. You have anything? I mean, I've been watching a show, some smut I could talk a little bit about. Um. Yes, I have two things. Uh, so I guess I'll go first, and then you can talk about your smut, and then I'll finish up. Um. So I finally got around to Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Oh, yeah. I've been interested in this, but I haven't been able to convince my girlfriend to watch this because <laughs> the ratings. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's not great. Uh, new Zack Snyder film. Um, very, uh, very similar to some Kurosawa films. Um, Seven Samurai, Hidden Fortress... Uh, which also means it's closely related to Star Wars. And I would throw in some Dune in there as well, <laughs> um, which all sound like great things, but uh, it's yeah, just I'm a like, pale imitation of all of those. It's uh, I heard it's, Chris Nolan came in and like stepped up to his defense or something. For this? I, I don't know if it was Chris Nolan or someone, like someone said like Zack Snyder is like a great director or something. I mean, yeah, I don't really think it's the direction that's terrible um it's very okay the the one thing that people are giving this movie props for right out the gate is it's like visuals and how it looks 
and they're fucking high. It does not look that good. It looks very much like a TV movie. It looks like a TV <laughs> show. It's super uncinematic. I mean, it's a, it would be a high budget TV show. Like it's budget shows and you're like this is like Game of Thrones, but <laughs> oh, I don't know. Game of Thrones. Not even that. <laughs> like <laughs> not that expensive. <laughs> yeah. Not that good. But this has to do this has a whole sci-fi and space angle where Game of Thrones like if you are on location, you can make that look good no matter what. Um yeah, it's just it's it's super convoluted to the plot like they just they throw a lot at you and don't give you a lot of time to sit with anything and it's basically just at the end of the day it's uh you know it's the same thing as a bug's life which is obviously based on seven samurai as well but they're just gathering this army to defend a poor moon from the evil empire who wants to steal their food (laughs) like that's what the movie is and yeah, it becomes super repetitive by like from the uh, recruitment angle. It's like, okay, we got to go to this place, recruit this person. Boom. Okay, go to the next place, recruit this person. And yeah, it's just, there's like no good actors in this either. Like it's really sad when you're super excited when Charlie Hunnam shows up and you're like, yes, finally somebody that can like give a little bit of charisma into this movie. Um. And, you know, J- Jimon Hansu, or whatever you say his name, he's he's good as well, but he has very, very little to do in this. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of a mess. Doesn't look very good. Um, it's a, you know, like I said, a ripoff and a pale imitation of all these great movies. And it is PG-13 also, which it desperately needs to be rated R. I've heard that the director's cut is going to be rated R and it is going to be. Of course, the Snyder cut is always better than the. (laughs) I know this. Yeah, I've heard it too, but it to be fair. And yeah, it was actually better. Once it was at least twice. The director's cut is much better than the theatrical theatrical cut and Justice League is much better. I've only seen Justice. Yeah, I get why they I get why they're doing this like for the numbers and to get to reach a wider audience it totally makes sense but i don't know i, I just if wish it continuously it out all at once like it's better or, on his cut why would you not just fucking let it be his cut then like at this point if it's always better i can think of one reason why because people will watch this regardless and then now you can hype up the other one and get people to double watch <laughs> that's true and only idiots would do that and i'm an idiot because i should have just skipped this and just waited for the director's cut because (laughs) it's yeah it's just not good i mean i don't see the director's cut making it that much better this is probably gonna have a ceiling of director's cut i'm saying the director's cut is probably gonna have a ceiling of like a three three and a half i gave this one a two and i think that's being a little generous but damn well no longer I'm interested. interested to hear your opinion, though. <laughs> I'm no longer interested in watching it. Okay, I did have an interest because, like, off I know people it. always hate his movies, and I even didn't yeah. hate his last zombie movie that everyone, even you guys, hated. So, oh, fucking, you watched it on your phone in between shifts <laughs> at Walgreens. Get over it. You don't, have, you don't have an opinion on that movie. You're not allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, on that's that fair. Movie. <laughs> Of course you liked it. You watched it in TikTok form. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I I was ready to be a hero for this movie. I was like, oh, if this is like if this is like embraces campy fun, because like 
the premise of this, supposedly, this I don't remember where I read this or whatever, is like uh, sci-fi, fantasy, and like heavy metal. Like that's what it was supposed to be. But it's PG-13, so it's like there's none of those extremes that like... I don't know why they would even do that. This is a Netflix movie, right? (laughs) Like... Yeah, it is. Why not make it R? Like why... Like... You're not trying saying, to get people to doubt like that thing only get, makes sense for theaters. Like when yeah, you're it make doesn't make money. Any sense now everybody has Netflix. everybody that watched this has a bad taste in their mouth because this was terrible. So I feel like less people are gonna come around to the director's. No one's checking your ID on the tickets for <laughs> on Netflix. Like anybody yeah. can watch this. So just make it fucking rated R. Yeah, yeah, your little ten year old. Watching Rebel Moon. Being bad's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, but I agree. It's uh, it should have just started as that. If it's so as you know that much better than this cut, then I don't know why they don't. If it's better it. at all, like why not? <laughs> like if it's yeah. better, why not? <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Maybe. Uh. Oh, my my proposition is since obviously you don't need to watch this for your, your top ten list. We wait till the director's cut comes out, and then we both can watch that and talk about it. I'm in because I was right. already interested. So why yeah, you were interested, and I would say just avoid this. So then that way you only have to watch it once. That's for you. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. Yep. Moving on. All right. Well, keeping the Netflix train going. I have you ever watched Singles Inferno? No, I feel like I've heard about it though. It's like the big. I don't know, K dating show on Island. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So here's the thing. Normally when I'm watching like these reality trash or whatever, single thing, I'm trying to like half pay attention 50 to 75%. So like, if you have to read read it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's fair. It makes it harder. Like I've wanted to watch Top 100 or whatever that show is called for a long time. Oh, yeah, but I know that I'm going to have I know that I'm going to have to read a lot and it's like oh, I'm just waiting until uh waiting at least until our top 10's done and I've more time to spend on bullshit. <laughs> well, it's definitely a rec- a recommended show. I mean, it's less like sex charged as like uh American shows of this but handle yeah oh yeah it's not like that at all but it's still like you know it's fucking trash and it but it's fun and yeah i mean i think this season's pretty good i think all the seasons are pretty much the same there is a guy in this one guan he he's like a basketball pro basketball player in korea and he is a wild card. So it's very like interesting to watch this because since it's not so like the sex chargedness of it where that's like the drama, it's like more, I guess, I don't want to say smart because it's not smart at all, but like it does make it a little bit more exciting where you're like think talking to each other, like your significant other or whatever. And like, hey, I think that they're going to do, you know, and yeah, that makes it a little bit more fun and you're saying yeah. less sex is more fun <laughs> i think it's just no i think those ones are fun too but i mean it's the same drama but like without that i guess <laughs> so what are you I fucking mean, moron <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
you know, like I like those sometimes. I talk about Terrace House too, you know. Sometimes right. you want to watch both <laughs> a little bit more because their drama is just like a little bit different because it's like those are like the obvious things that are going to cause problems where this is like a little less obvious. So you have to think more like a slightly higher degree, but not very high degree about the drama. And, you know, it's fun. It's they're dumb, fun, but it's just different. Dumb fun. They still have the stupid games and everything that all these kind of shows have. So, yeah, dumb fun. I would I would recommend it. I'm going to (laughs) come. All right, I'll put it on the list. Okay, that's a recommend from Jacob. All right, last for me, I watched How to Blow Up a Pipeline. I did see you, uh, which I thought for some reason you had watched that before. I don't know why I thought that, but I might have mentioned name was familiar. Yeah, earlier in the year because this came out. This did some festivals in 2022, um, but didn't get a release until 2023. So this is eligible for the top ten. And I thought it was pretty great. Um, it is a thriller um, set. Obviously, um, it's a story of environmentalism. This group of people comes together to blow up a pipeline. And it kind of uh, it has an, inter- an interesting structure where the uh, the group is together already. Um, and we do flashbacks to what brought them to this point in their life because it's a pretty extreme measure, uh, as one agent labels it. It is terrorism, and which is true. But they all have their reasons, and that's probably one of my only flaws in it. Is it's very, um, it's very like not over eh, it's like overwritten how like different each each person in their story is like uh like one of them grew up next to a refinery and they have cancer and then the other one is like uh as like a, a rich dad who's like kind of like rebellion and one is like a redneck who lost his land you know they bought up his his property and he didn't want to give it up but they like seized it anyway so it's like this eclectic group of people that come together to do this and it's very you you know expected almost yeah it's almost like too much like okay this this just seems you know so choreographed and so written how this how this exact group of people came together but it, it still works at least for dramatic purposes and i do like how they um you know, each of their stories are are intertwined and interwoven. So uh, it's a little much, but it, it works for the movie. I don't mind it being heavy handed because obviously we need something heavy handed, like to get through to people that like how real climate changes and like the things that need to change. So it's almost like I forgive it in that as in some of those uh, aspects because it, you know, lines up with me at least personally and politically. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's thrilling and like the there's a a lot of great tense moments uh, because obviously these are amateurs making bombs and just like the music too is very I, it, it's we I, it felt like it was um 
a little bit of like Dark Knight and like actually a lot of Nolan films. The music reminded me of a lot of <laughs> Nolan films. I mean, that's not a bad thing. No, I know. I'm saying that's a good thing. I, it, yeah. I liked it. I was like, oh, wow, the score actually is pretty good. And it's it's uh, adding to the tension in the movie rather than distracting you. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth watch. It's on Hulu. Easy. Uh, I think it's like, I only think it's only like 100 minutes maybe. Ooh. How it looks too, it's, um, it feels pretty, it, it doesn't, f- it's not like, doesn't look low budget, but it like, it feels like you're, it's like up close and it puts you like in their position, I would say a lot of times like there, it feels like someone's like the camera's next to them and following them through this. Like if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. Weird. <laughs> oh, I gave it. I'll have uh, to watch it and then I can. <laughs> I gave it a four, probably a light four, but. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, that was it. Yeah, you're done, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay, so we are. This will come out in a couple days, because so I think it hasn't even. I'm trying to remember when the last time we, what the last day was for our episode, which means, I think the next, uh, the plan should be the next episode will be the top ten. All right. So we have over a week to prepare. So we're recording on Wednesday. This will come out maybe around the weekend. And then we're recording next weekend. So that timing should work out. It'll give us some time to watch anything else that we can cram in uh, to prepare our lists. And we obviously will do, we'll keep the, the tradition going of doing top 10 beers and movies. So get that ready. And yeah, it's going to be a huge episode. Maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll see. We'll try to get some guests on. We'll see what Josh is doing. Maybe I know it'd be nice to get him on. Yeah, maybe even if it's not for a top ten, maybe he can just talk about some of his favorites of the year. But um, yeah, we'll try to do something special. It will be, you know, a milestone. Well, not a milestone episode, but um, they all are milestone. Ones. They're all milestones. Exactly. That's another year. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's the, it's one of the favorite episodes. Everybody loves the top 10. So we got to do something special. Sound like a plan? Yep. All right. Well, that wraps us up. So if you want to send us a question or a comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on letterboxd and untapped at the KG project. I am on both those as JSL517. That's JSAL517. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.